Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Oh, no, our producer Phoebe is saying that Phoebe was hit on this weekend by a straight man, and it is still viscerally haunting me. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm ew. so sorry that happened to you. Fighting evil by moonlight. <laughs> no, we're no, going to get sued again. <laughs> we need to stop singing, babe. We need to stop. We know, no, Rose, like, as your friend. Like, as your friend, like, you really need to stop, and I'm not... This is the part of the show where I would be singing the Sailor Moon theme song (laughs) as an intro to this episode. Phoebe's gonna include the singing. But but Fran and our producer Phoebe are both giving me death stares as I attempt to sing the Sailor Moon theme song. This is an intervention. you're not getting it because... Art isn't being appreciated. <laughs> Art and... should be censored, just like Sailor Moon. <laughs> and, um, but today we are talking about anime with J.P. Brammer, because this is like a virgin, the show where we give yesterday's pop culture, today's takes. I'm Rose Domu. And I'm Fran Torado. Today our guest is J.P. Brammer, a good Judy of ours, incredible author of the advice column Ola Poppy, which also is a book. Amazing and visual an, artist, anime expert, anime you into expert. Some anime. Truly, the person in my phone who absolutely knows the most about anime. Yeah. Um, so thank God we have him here to pop our cherries, kind yeah. of. Yeah, and tell us what Pokemon we are. Yes. I was just watching a TikTok where this. 
person was talking about how they have multiple fanfiction accounts and on one of them they faked their own death so they wouldn't have to keep updating a story. Queen. (laughs) Which I love. Like, that's the level of, like, boredom I get to where I've, like, picked up a hobby or something and I don't want to do this anymore. And would love to be able to fake my own death to get out of it. Like, if I could fake my own death to get out of doing this podcast. It's only a matter of time before you do. Oh, wait. Speaking of faking your own death, do you know what I did this Friday? What did you do this Friday? I went and saw the national tour of Wicked, the musical, the untold story of the Witches of Oz. I saw it at the Sergerstrom um, Center for the Arts in Costa Mesa, California. My friend said, LOL, look, the Wicked National Tour is coming to sort of near LA. And I, like, texted back a screenshot of the receipt of me having bought the tickets, you know? <laughs> I was like, you thought you we, you were joking? No, this is, this is happening, babe. Yeah, no, it's never a joke when it comes to Wicked with you. So it took two hours each way to get there. Oh, my God. And we had reservations to go to dinner. At this place, which had a Wicked-themed cocktail, came with little witch hats. What was it called? We asked the waiter. He's like, I don't know. It's like something witchy. Was it called the Wickedly Talented Adele (laughs) Dazeem? No, it was not, unfortunately. Um, But we, like, this is so humiliating. We were late for the show. It took so long to get in. I I have never. And Fran, you know how I feel about lateness well, and about being on time. Rose is the most punctual girl you have ever met. And like, this is the thing, the whole trauma around being late for me and why I'm so dramatically early to everything is that I grew up with parents who were always late and I hated oh being late God. for things. That and is... so it conditioned me to always want to be early. So what? now when I'm forced into a scenario in which I am late against my will, I am furious. And the, okay, so then the show starts at 7.30. And like, by the time we actually get to the door to go in the theater, like our door to enter, it's only 7.40. Oh. And most plays, you know, I would say there's a couple minute grace period. No. But we get we get upstairs. Yeah, most Usher, Broadway plays do not start exactly on time. Ushers have no grace. You, this, Ushers are the most judgmental people on the planet. And let me tell you, I used to be an usher. Did you know this? I did not know that. My, my mom used to take me and my family, like, all the time. We would be volunteer ushers for Chicago's production of Blue Man Group. <laughs> and we had, and we because my mom loved Blue Man Group, loved it, and so did we as a family. And so it was like this. Does re- Blue Man Group pass her like moral check checklist? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, there are some you know. I don't know. It feels a little moment. satanic to it's me. A, it's a little satanic for sure. Also, I, like those those Blue Men were were fucking each they other. Were They're blue dicks, fucking the house down boots. But like, let should me we t- do a, a Blue Man Group episode at some no, point? No, 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 we shouldn't. <laughs> we sorry, I'm overwriting. There's nothing to discuss about that show other than the fact that we were required to wear white button downs and black slacks, which we bought from Kohl's, which makes no sense because we were too cheap to, like, afford actual Blue Man tickets. I'm pretty sure we went back and saw Blue Man Group as a family, as ushers, for free, like, six times. Wow. (laughs) Well, this performance of Wicked the Musical was mostly okay. 
you know, it's a touring production, so everything's a little janky. It was performed at about 1.5 times speed. Like, they really (laughs) wanted to get through the show. The performances were, like, varied across the board. Glinda was fine. Fiero was very good and very hot. Wow. Elphaba was kind of a snooze until No Good Deed, which she ate, Mm. tore. Madame Morble fucking sucked. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, actually, the girl who was Nessa Rose was great, and it reminded me that I really hope we get an extended edition of Wicked Witch of the East in the movie, which TBD on whether or not that ever actually happens. Well, I didn't have as eventful of a weekend as you did. Um, You went to go see Wicked. I went to Mexico to hang out at a gay nude beach. And the last day of my vacation, my phone completely died. And, you know, now I'm phoneless and, well, I'm hungover from food poisoning as well. I woke up 3 a.m. with violent food poisoning. But at least I have got a great tan. You know what could cure your food poisoning or at least make you feel better? What? The new Florence and the Machine song, King, which, have you listened to it yet? No, in Mexico, zero, like, no service, very bad Wi-Fi for most of the trip. So I'm very gratefully... Out of touch with reality, unfortunately, did make me miss some new Florence. Did, did you like the song? I love it. It's so good. I, I don't know if we've talked about her at length on this podcast before, but I am a Florence and the Machine stan and am so happy that Mother has returned. Although she, in the song, says she's not a mother, she's not a bride, she's king, which, period. Amazing song, such a good video. Like, videos very clearly referencing. Hereditary meets Suspiria with, like, a Hocus Pocus look. Like, she's literally wearing Sarah Jessica Parker's look from Hocus Pocus. (laughs) She's back. She's booked at a bunch of festivals this summer. (gasps) Does that mean an album is coming? Yeah, an album's coming. You know that I don't go see live music, but I absolutely will be going to see her. Because I've seen her now for every era. And she's the only artist that I actually feel like... I need to see in concert because the live experience is transcendent. Possibly because the the first time I ever did acid was at a Florence the Machine concert. But yeah, I I love her. I have like a, a very intense spiritual connection to Florence and I'm so excited for new music. I'm a huge Florence fan. I only I saw her once at uh, as the only homosexual at an, in, at a concert in Indianapolis, and I remember it was on the Fourth of July, and she cued fireworks to go off right at the second bridge. Um, she's such Dog a Days witch. Over. It was incredible. I love her um, so much. I'll go and listen to King. Um, watch have, the video. Uh okay. I'll watch, watch the, video. the video. Also, a video that you missed is. Um, do you know who Annalyn McCord yeah. is? Yeah, speaking of mothers. Do you know- I, I did unfortunately <laughs> see this. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. this is a... Annalyn McCord is an actress who I really only know from the short-lived 90210 reboot. That Babe, came, along that, with all of us. That came out post-Gossip Girl. So, for context, I don't know if all of you listening to this know, but there's a war happening right now, which I think is a topic that this podcast will not dive into. We are absolutely not qualified to give any meaningful commentary on it. Yeah, is deeply unfunny, is deeply not something to commentate on, especially from people in America that that have no experience in foreign affairs reporting. Yes, but one thing I do feel comfortable commenting on is Annalyn McCord's video about how she wishes she were Vladimir Putin's mother 
mother so that she would have loved him enough that he never would have invaded Ukraine. Yeah, which I think was a really great lesson to everyone else who will now bear witness to a literal war that we just, we don't need anybody's two cents. We don't need takes. Yeah, like, please. I'm just waiting for all of the fashion influencers to fo- who I follow to be like, let's put together an outfit to go fight World War Three. you know? <laughs> like, there's this girl I follow who, you, I don't know if this is your algorithm, her name's Sammy. She's this British girl, and her thing is she goes... Let's get dressed. And then she proceeds to put together these, like, kind of ugly outfits, but, like, they're very expensive. And she has, like, literally every designer handbag that's ever been made. And she has reached this point of, like, ubiquity that my mom, who's on TikTok, was like, do you... do you, do you follow the Let's Get Dressed girl? And I was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> mom. Okay. I, it has to be said. The fact that Pangina was eliminated... <gasps> I, babe, not since I, Manila Luzon. Lou Hydrangea should be scared for her life. Her life. Oh my God. I'm so worried and for Blue. I truly like, don't think we have ever seen a queen react to being eliminated like Pangina did. Because like, that's the thing. Not only were we all gooped and gagged, but like, usually the queens are able to pull it together enough to leave the stage with Grace. Not Pangina, because she did not think she was going home. She thought she was making it to the end. And oh, when she was talking about her country and how, like, apologizing for shaming them, devastating. They have to bring her back. They have to bring her back. I will say the most haunting exit from Drag Race since... Hearing her her sobbing offstage as they're all standing there. And I'm sure there's so much more sobbing that was cut. Like, and I'm, I'm sure, like, part of that is, like, you know, editing. No, um, no, I, still, I don't think, I don't think they would have left it no, in No, I think they turned, they turned her mic up. <laughs> okay. One of the producers in the back, like, bump, bump Pangina. That was ugly crying. I that was not, ugly crying. I That's, like, seen... me in my car between the, the Taco Bell pay window and the window where you get your food. Ugly crying, hoping that neither of the people can hear me. I have never, like, seen Rue so genuinely shocked. I've never seen Michelle express empathy in that way before. I've never seen, like, a queen that so deserved to be there. Like, it was such an absolute miscalculation on Blue's part. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, how to decipher, like, the difference between, like, what Naomi Smalls did to Manila and what is happening here. But like, no, it's the same thing. It's they want to win. The only, they, they're you know, actually playing the game. They want to the, take out the competition. The slight difference, honestly, is that you need to stick the landing because Naomi got on that next episode. She goes, yeah, I did it. Like what? The, and she was kind of serving and that. Regard, yeah, like, I do. I do see respect. a scenario in which blue is like, Oh my god! No, I didn't know. I, I bet feel you so she bad. It. I I bet she regrets it so hard. I mean, I guess we'll find out this week. I also want to know it. the other queen whose whose lipstick they had. I think Baga also eliminated Pangina, which is why it was such a twist. Because I felt that Baga won that lip sync personally, and I fucking hate Baga. Like I, think I hate Baga, Baga so much. Baga's disgusting. I hate Should be eliminated. Baga. She should be eliminated on... Get that baga off the screen. I'm not not watching that. A lazy, talentless piece of shit. No, she's not talentless. Like, her snatch game was phenomenal. But, like, 
she I felt she won that. Was it game. though? I thought it was kind of boring. I think that it was it really... was all very like the same thing. I mean, Snatch Game is like over time and time again completely unwatchable. I didn't laugh once but... watching her. I, I giggled. I felt that she did the best out of the group. And I felt that Baga, even though her style of lip syncing is so lazy, like drunk woman and at, at a bar in Manchester or whatever, it still was wildly more entertaining than whatever the fuck Blue did. And yeah, I, I thought they were like both bad, bad. They were both horrible. Singers. That's that's what I should say is they're both horrible. But I felt well, that that's, I think so what I happens. thought that Baga was going elim- to eliminate Fangina. So for Blue to eliminate just... Pulled the rug from I us. wonder if, like, the bad lip syncing on UK versus the world is, like, somewhat a product of, like, not having the fear of being sent home in you to make you do better. But then again, the lip syncs on regular Drag Race, where they could be going home, have not been great either. Yeah, they really have not. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. 
Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable. And it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's Dime beautyco.com code get time for 20% off thank you for being here today i'm so happy to be here above being a content creator i am a content consumer so i am very excited to discuss some anime with you today yes yes because you know last summer i texted you and said i really want to get more into anime Mm -hmm. what should i watch and what did you tell me um well i said hunter x hunter i said full metal alchemist Mm. i said avatar which uh, it's hotly debated if that's anime or not Mm. right right, right. um you know purists will say purists will say it's not Mm. um but anime is kind of a state of mind at the end of the day so if you feel like it's anime it's anime that's right um and I remember telling you to stick with Avatar because you were like, "This is for children." Yeah, the first couple episodes. The first couple episodes are a little rough and like very childish. Yes, and then it just gets so real and so good, mm. <laughs> very adult fast. Yeah, very quickly. Yes, yes. Yeah. but um, but ultimately, you told me to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion, and I did watch. I did, and really liked it. It's yeah. you know like a show about. Huge robots yes. that take over the planet. Yeah. And it's very gorgeous. Yeah. Can you illustrations? Yeah. yeah. What's the premise? Give us a, a, a TLDR. My God, the premise. Okay. As so. if you could give a TLDR on any, <laughs> any like large scale anime that has the most intricate plots ever. Um, Evangelion follows the journey of Shinji, who is a young boy living in what's called Tokyo 3. So something called Second Impact has already happened and wiped out half of humanity. The remainder of humanity is sort of living underground in Tokyo 3. And Shinji gets selected by his father to pilot an Ava or an Evangelion. And this is something that is meant to fight off these things called aliens that for some reason are attacking Tokyo 3. No one's quite sure why, but a select few kids, all selected from the same class, by the way. So these are all like potential pilots who are put into a school together. Um, A few are selected to pilot the Avas, and the Avas have to fight off the angels. Uh, And there's a whole lot of lore going on behind it, but I think at its core... It's sort of about Shinji really not wanting to pilot this robot and his dad being like, pilot the robot. <laughs> and it's just one season, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there are movies like afterwards. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. So when Shinji like joins the whole scenario, mm-hmm. there are already some pilots of these robots and it's they, it seems to be really difficult to pilot the robots. Yeah. Yes, it is not fun to pilot <laughs> Which is kind of like seems, goes against, I think, what a lot of us would assume as kids is like all you want to do is control a giant robot. Exactly. Uh, I think that my favorite animes sort of trouble the power trip fantasy. So Mm. like being you you should be able to do this thing and wield this power and it should be so much fun but there are complications and there are restrictions. Um, Hunter Hunter, my favorite anime of all time does that as well. But in Ava it's sort of like 
who doesn't want to pilot a huge robot? And they look really cool. I yeah, mean, they too. look chic. Honestly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Stunning. They're fierce looking robots. Yeah, yeah. Like, they look, yeah Balenciaga runway for sure. No, yes. I'm just, I feel like um, I want to know more actually about like the the place that this like that this kind of cultural object found you. Like, when did you first start watching it? Why? Um, like when you like. What was your kind of first impressions? Like Rose and I are yes. both virgins to it. I think that we were saying like you know you you power through those first three episodes and like you get into the world. Mm-hmm. Like what was your kind of first impression first? So I I read this YouTube comment that rang true to me, which is <laughs> the more depressed you are when you find Evangelion, the more you will enjoy it. I think Ooh, that nice, it, is, nice. it is a very moody anime. It is I think at its core about loneliness and about feelings of isolation. It's got this sort of like apocalyptic, but at the same time disaffected kind of thing going on mm. around it. Um, Misato, the coolest girl in anime ever. Oh, uh, yeah. she's so really, cool. She's so cool. Yeah, she yeah. really embodies the vibe of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, she's really cool. She's sexy. She's capable. She never quite panics or freaks out even though there's these giant creatures attacking and so the apocalypse sort of becomes mundane and even Yeah, they're very nonchalant about yes, it. Yes, mm-hmm. like they're living in this bunker after this huge explosion has taken half of humanity out and Misato is sort of just this hyper-competent, sexy, general kind of woman and she's like, oh, gotta fight these angels today gotta fight these monsters before they wipe out humanity and she's just sort of meh about it which I happened to watch this anime before I I guess the world really started falling apart but I think it's gained more resonance with me now because the apocalypse does feel rather mundane at times where it's like everything's falling apart everything is apocalyptic every day and we're just still going about our little chores and going about our little lives and uh, just like Misato you know she's just sort of like you know I love beer I love taking weekends off and I'm really good at fighting these aliens Um, but I watched it about I want to say 2017 I was new-ish to New York still, and really feeling that isolation of being surrounded by a lot of people, not really knowing everyone. You know that like classic, you're on the subway, people are all around you, and you feel anonymized by the city. It's oh just like it, that very cliche, you know. But just it's so, so, so real. real. And I think that Evangelion is kind of about that feeling of just like, wait a minute, I'm alone in this world. Yeah. Um, it's very isolating. It's very like, uh, in Evangelion, um, for those who haven't watched it, they have this concept, which I love, called an absolute terror field. <laughs> I don't know if you look into that. <laughs> okay, the, that's just my life. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, in the world of Evangelion, the absolute terror field is the thing that makes you an individual. It is your fear of connecting with another person intimately that collects and holds you as a person that you can't quite merge seamlessly with another human being. So it's a literal force field. The angels have them and they're more literal, like they're actual force fields. So if you try shooting them with missiles, the absolute terror field will kind of protect them. Um, But it works that way with humans too, because the goal of Evangelion is the human instrumentality project, which is meant to turn all of humanity into one super organism. So they're all going to lose their individuality and they're going to join into a blobby hive mind kind of thing and it'll be bliss and everyone will be reunited with everyone else and no one will ever be lonely again. That's sort of the idea behind human instrumentality. Meanwhile, everything is very depressing and isolating and desolate and you have your absolute terror field around you keeping anyone else from being able to breach the wall, so to speak. 
Um, mm. So all those things going on, I, I think that they're quite easily turned into metaphors for depression, for loneliness. And I think Evangelion speaks to you the most if you're feeling that at the time. Yeah. Okay, maybe I should try watching it <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, let me tell you, I am depressed. Uh, yeah, I feel I, I love that. I mean, I think it's so funny consuming um, dystopian uh content of any mm. kind um, but like I never would have thought how you said it so succinctly of like that feeling how unfortunately relatable it is to be like oh I'm an unimportant character in a movie about the end of the world you know what I mean yeah and but like within the show of Evangelion like it's almost like the, the mundanity translates to something that is like so much more mm-hmm. um, yeah I love that but I feel like when I watch like even like watching Hunger Games or like Handmaid's <laughs> Tale I'm trying to think of like other dystopian fiction that we're consuming now where it's like Oh, yeah, you, you first reading, you're like, oh, that's so funny. That's so out of this world. And then you're like, oh, no, yeah, that's no. kind of happening now. Yeah. yeah. Squid games, uh, not too far from reality. Yeah. <laughs> it's all happening. Would you, do, if you were in the Hunger Games, would you volunteer? Do you think you could survive? <laughs> um, I think, unfortunately, what if I was just like an avid consumer of the TV show? Like when they like televise it, I'm like, yeah. I can't wait for the Hunger Games. I get to watch my that's favorite the, That's show. the part that everyone forgets about the Hunger Games is that there's a huge aspect of it, which is about reality TV. Right. Um, and it's like for entertainment purposes. I think I sadly like, well, no, because I don't watch Survivor. So I don't right. know if I would be into Hunger Games. Like, what if I was just watching it like Drag Race and I was just like, oh, my God, the Queen's this season. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I was like, I'm, un- I've un- I'm unfortunately been told that I have like effy vibes, and so I, I, and I, I unfortunately see that I see some of my worst self in that. Um, so maybe I would be in the world of Hunger Games, someone who was an avid consumer of the Hunger Games, and then maybe was radicalized two or three movies in. Oh, okay. I would be like the Donald Sutherland. I'd yeah. be like the evil overlord with the bushy eyebrows, <laughs> the bushiest <laughs> eyebrows. Wait, what's the thing he says in the? May the odds. You're a cocksucker. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, and um, I'm a, I'm a cocksucker. Wait, what? The Nicole Kidman should be yeah, undoing. Uh, do it, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a cocksucker. Like, <laughs> but like in the old school version of it. That's right. I'm a good Which old is like the old school version of a cocksucker is someone who sucks cock. Right. So. <laughs> Um, what some, a beautiful quote. Something that anime does so well is that that like kind of um, dystopian isolation, even when the narrative isn't dystopian. Mm. Like I'm thinking of a lot of like Miyazaki films or like A Princess Mononoke or like something we're in. It's like that character is somehow like so alone. And so and like within that aloneness, it becomes like heroic. It feels mm. like I mean, I know when Miyazaki creates like a protagonist, he's always trying to like take someone who's like really flawed, like in spirited away, someone who's like manic or like she's just a child but also has the ability to like traverse an insurmountable level of dystopia um but i really appreciate that and like in the anime genre in general. i really love taking little breaks from i guess what i would think of as american storytelling i think in a lot of japanese storytelling it can get very dark and also not necessarily give you the payoff you expect at the end where it's like but everything would be okay right yeah. and then it's just like hmm no, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> no. Give wasn't? me, give me a sad ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Seriously, um, and like the end of Evangelion, the the show. Anyway, um, not speaking on the movies, is so vague and so like, is this good? Is this bad? I can't really tell. I just love stuff like that, and you get that watching movies, I guess, from other cultures as well. Just l- you take a little vacation from the tyranny of American optimism, where it's just like the end. Everyone has there has to be a wedding, or everyone's cool at the end, or everything's uh, yeah, the, fine. The happily ever after feels very Western. It, yeah. yeah, and yeah. movie studios won't make things without happy endings. Like it's such a fierce. Um, what? 
what what was your gateway drug into anime as, a, as something of an anime connoisseur? Um, it brings me no pleasure to announce this. Um, it was Naruto, and I know everything there is to know about Naruto. Is which it frowned I don't love upon? About myself. Is it frowned upon in anime community? Give no, the it's just silly to me because here's why. It's My silly. little sisters love Naruto. It's, it's so good and so bad. Mm. Like, I think if the quality of the later seasons were better, I would be, like, more upfront about being a Naruto stan. Mm-hmm. But I know everything about the Great Ninja War arc, and that is trash. Mm. Like, garbage, garbage um, storytelling. Nothing makes sense. People have sort of checked out in terms of the animation and the art style. <laughs> um, everyone gets brought back as some sort of zombie. Like, clearly they're out of ideas. Mm. And it, it's just hard. It's, it's hard being a Naruto stan. We are often um, overlooked in this country, and we are underfed. And <laughs> What is Naruto about? <laughs> um, Naruto is about a goofy little neglected ninja who would grow up to become the ninja president. Um, so he went from a child soldier to being the leader of the child soldiers, and that's cool, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> sounds sounds great. Well, that's, what's so weird about Naruto is that like, so the main antagonist is always like, "This whole system is horrible. I'm going to like get rid of it and start over again." And the show makes you think that that's this horrible idea, and then you look at it again. It's like, why are these children going out fighting each other with knives and their little superpowers? Mm. And that's not great. Maybe Sasuke made some points, but the show kind of doesn't let you explore that. Well, there's a lot of anime child warriors. Like, even yes. Sailor Moon, like, that yeah. the, by the power of the moon, I will punish you. Like, yes. she is a, you know, magical girl, um, teenage, uh, magical cop. <laughs> she, is a, she is a magic cop. Yeah. Magical moon cop. She is a magical, you know, it's so, ta- uh, I was about to say Taylor Swift. Sailor Moon was, like, definitely my gateway drug. I guess mm. I'll, maybe a lot of baby queers had that. But I remember being... In, like, the anime aisle, or rather, not even an aisle, like, an anime, like, section of Blockbuster and begging my mom to let me take home, like, the VHS that had, like, the first eight episodes or whatever. Because, like, and, and my mom wouldn't didn't want me to, like, bring it home because mm. it's, like, very femme. It's, like, this, like, you know, it's, like, bar- almost like Barbie content. You know what I mean? And so there was something where she was just like, oh, my son can't watch this. Mm-hmm. But, like, I when I took it home, I remember being, like kind of like in it for the girliness and then staying for, you know, that subversion of like the heroine of like, cause Sailor Moon is like famously like a dumb bimbo and yeah, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. she's like never knows what's going on. And like, she never, she's like always at a cross. Um, she's always at a, at a crossroads that someone has to fix for her, but that she still like saves the day every time. I'll consume anything where there's a little theme going on. Like I'm the lightning one. I'm yeah. the fire one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the water one. I love that. <laughs> well, like Pokemon, well, let's yeah. talk about it. I think we should have that conversation. Should, I think we should have that conversation. What, what was your Pokemon, your first Pokemon memories? My first Pokemon memories, my God, it goes so far back. I remember getting a Pikachu plush because I was gay. I was very uninterested in like the actual like card game. I didn't mm-hmm. want to play anyone Same. else. I wanted Same. to collect the shiny ones for yes. sure. But there were like boys in my Catholic school who knew all the rules and were very into like actually battling each other. Or, like uh, back in those days, you would connect your Game Boys together with a cable and I sort of that's, that's yeah. very gay. <gasps> Docking. <laughs> that's a double-ended dildo. <laughs> um, I was mostly in it for the aesthetics like I am for everything else in this world. I was just like, oh, I love the way these look. Um, specifically, like Dragonair, yeah. I think that's the gayest 
Pokemon. Oh, for sure. Total fact. The, yeah, the one with the horn and the wings. Yeah, I saw her at pieces control. last night. Uh, abs- <laughs> Dragonair is at pieces. Yes, yeah, she's absolutely. at pieces right now. Um, um, yeah, I, I remember also not being that into the card game at all. Like, I was just like, these are pretty and I want to draw all these Pokemon and I'm mm-hmm. going to collect a binder full of them. But, like, did not actually really connect to the lore. Obviously watched the series and was, like, horny for Brock and Misty we at the exact same time. We were all horny for Brock. Yeah. Yes. Uh, talk about another heroin bimbo. Like, Misty is so hot and so fierce. She's um, the water one. Yeah, she's the water <laughs> one. What was your Pokemon um, entry point for Okay, him? great. Second grade. Um, that's when, you know, the the franchise of Pokemon took flight. It was, like, huge success. Um, and once it reached, like, the American zeitgeist, and then, of course, a little later reached the Midwest, where I was, mm-hmm. um, kids started collecting cards, and it was immediately banned at my high school. Um, in large part because I think kids started fighting over cards and there became financial ramifications to like, you know, 11 and 12 year olds like giving away or getting tricked into like trading really expensive cards. Oh, it was cards. an economy. Yeah, it was literally an economy. And all of a sudden the parents have to like research on like the monetary value of these cards, which is they're like, so, it's so absurd. I love that it was an economy implying that there was a Bernie Madoff of the Pokemon <laughs> economy in some middle school somewhere. I yeah. wonder who. Yeah. I wonder who it wasn't me i wasn't savvy i was just like i love mewtwo yeah it's sort of like it for me exactly I, I never did the card game i um got i wanted the game the when nintendo blue came out i had the original pokemon nintendo game and i played it to the end and then i never had any interest in pokemon again uh wow you were I- cured I, yeah, I you was. truly the cure. By like Lady people, Gaga. people were playing with the cards at my school. Mm-hmm. I just like really, I I wasn't into it. I think like I was into like magical girl anime, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. Like the game didn't really do it for me, um, and I haven't like through the years. I have not really spent a lot of time with anime except you know um mm-hmm. you know up, upon your recommendations and then okay la- earlier this year like end of last year i did get kind of into this one anime <laughs> called the ancient magus bride oh my god <laughs> have you watched have you you're, you're several layers deep down the iceberg i know what it is i haven't seen it <laughs> yeah but. okay so it's about this girl who sells herself into slavery um because she's poor yes um and no, no, she no. is and she's bought by a demon who has like a skull head no 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 um and he's like i'm your daddy now i'm gonna take care of you also you have magical powers and that's kind of what the show is about it's about her like getting into all these magical hijinks and then he like comes and saves her and he's like we're gonna get married that classic coming of age narrative (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah of course Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. 
Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's Dime beautyco.com code get time for 20% off there is something like there is something a little insidious about like the fact that not all of these not some of these like more adult animes but like a lot of these cartoons were designed for kids and yet their characters are so hot Mm -hmm. like so so hot i was attracted to every miyazaki protagonist all of them girls and boys like and and i think the androgyny of like how pretty these characters were is like a part of that like draw well anime is very femme yeah Yeah, very very femme even the boys are so like emotive and like in their feelings and problems huge hair huge huge hair oh my god how much gel is being how much mousse is being used in these animes listen gary ash ketchum's nemesis 
Blaze and in Pokemon was a fag. And I think that was the big crux of their relationship is like Gary was in love with Ash and like didn't want to admit it. You know what I mean? Um, anyways, <laughs> I, I, that's a tangent. I also needed to, to mention that um, um, my mother forbid me from watching Pokemon after like my first uh, two blockbuster rentals because a neighbor told her that um, people were getting seizures from it. Well, and, yeah, my, were they though? No, not at all. I mean, there might you have can't been take any chances. There may, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. There may maybe, maybe what there was like one headline um, that my mom read on like focusonthefamily.com or something like that about how like someone you know with epilepsy maybe saw Pikachu's flash and had a seizure or something. But like my mom literally forbid me from watching it because she was like, "No, Pokemon gives you seizures," and I was like, "Okay." I, def- I definitely remember Pokemon, I think, kind of heralding the the anime boom yeah. in America. And Absolutely. we really have had it ever since. And having sisters who are younger than me, they're, they're 18-year-old twins, um, it was – they love anime and have, like, their, their whole lives as they've been, like, conscious of what they're consuming. And I think – I guess it's just now part of like the cultural lexicon for mm-hmm. for kids growing up now. Absolutely, they have so much more access to it than even we did as teenagers. You know, I just thought about one thing that needs to be addressed is the number of bops that anime has given us in Please. America. Like a cruel angel's thesis, the theme song to Evangelion. I love it's so good good. it slaps (laughs) it slaps (laughs) like the theme songs oh please um, the full metal alchemist soundtrack incredible like oh my gosh a sailor moon honestly i was at a party that i will not name and promote here where they played a a a remix of the pokemon theme song and i astral projected which, I was which Ty Sunderland <laughs> shut up <laughs> ah! we're taking this out bleep it bleep it Phoebe the Phoebe Pokemon. Phoebe cut it <laughs> no I was not on the Pokeball I was I was at something I was at another time party another bleep party um and uh yeah it, it was it slapped it slapped so hard but I also was thinking about I don't know if we want to get to this too fast but I am thinking about Yuri on Ice of course because. you are. Saying. Well, of course uh, you would think about Yuri on Ice. Of course. And for the virgins. For the virgins, Yuri on Ice is maybe one of the gayest things ever created. <laughs> and and we have consumed, between the three of us, a lot of gay shit. We have. Very true. We yes. are paid to consume a lot right. of homoerotic things and easily... Yuri, Yuri on Ice is the gayest because the, the it's not... homoerotic. Because thing. it's not only about ice... It's not only about figure skating... It's about gay figure skating, and it's a it's a an anime of gay figure skating. And they create they they create an entire romance. So long story short, there is like a kind of flop ice skater who is trying to get his he's trying to reemerge into the zeitgeist as like he's trying to you know have his moment back and be a professional figure skater, and he falls in love with a coach. That it just basically body shames him into greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. Um, and so I remember when I was watching this, I was just like, wait, this is for children? And it's huge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Huge. And like consumed by heterosexual people massively in Japan. And yet, um, yeah, it's like, like so it's the horniest thing I've ever seen. And yet they never kiss well, it's arguable. Well they they, ki- they kiss, but I it's like they their faces are hidden. Why don't you think they I, kiss? I think it's up for interpretation. And it, I think that they don't. They absolutely kiss. Well, I, it is literally so gay that it's ambiguous. That's the thing. It's actually that's tea. That's tea. Not kissing is gayer than it's, kissing. Okay, because but let the me the only t- thing gayer than gay sex is the anticipation of gay sex. Let me tell you they have a the plenty angst. of gay sex in 
fan fiction. Yeah, that's true. There is a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of Yuri on Ice fan fiction, and I have read some of it. And one of written them. some of it. I have not. <laughs> I have not written any, lies, but I have. Lies. I have read a lot. I um my one of my best friends lives in Japan, and he brought me uh, a a stack of Yuri on Ice fanfic that they literally like publish and is sold in bookstores like a lot of anime fanfic is like sold in bookstores and it's very it's like a whole other genre of things I love that genre of like homoerotic super niche anime like there's ones that are just about cooking ooh I don't yeah know if you, like, what's the digest like what are some, some other homoerotic about bread well like there's literally an anime for everything just like there's a kink for everything there's an anime for absolutely everything True, if there a- is an industry out there there is a niche sort of slice of life anime coffee shop anime restaurant anime um anime about like it's just every like pilots yeah exactly (laughs) if you can dream it it exists yeah which is why yuri was like i was like this is so specific and yeah i'm enraptured by whether or not he's gonna do this like quadruple pirouette or whatever oh it made me so interested in figure skating for like for like a very short amount of time oh yeah and the and the interest was really only relevant to the show because like i do like some figure skating Mm -hmm. like i'll i'll watch the winter olympics sometimes but my interest wanes pretty quickly and I was realizing that it was more about you know like the gay relationship drama Mm -hmm. than the figure skating of it all Um, I wish there was more of it there was supposed to be a movie there was supposed to be a movie and I mean I'm ready for the movie whenever it comes out but Yuri on Ice doing for you what Adam Rippon couldn't I love that Actually, you can watch it on Crunchyroll? Question mark. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or I guess you can pirate. Yes, it. I have know. a Crunchyroll subscription. Oh, I, bu- I I bought it to watch <laughs> Ancient Mages Pride. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because because okay, here's actually how it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was watching a Lindsay Ellis video uh-huh. about. Stephanie Meyer, uh-huh. and it was like apologizing to Stephanie Meyer. Lindsay Ellis is a Lindsay video Ellis is a, is a video essayist, okay. and it was about like the how badly everyone treated Stephanie Meyer mm-hmm. when Twilight came out, and it started delving into like the like monster boyfriend trope, mm-hmm. um, which is like obviously what Twilight is, and started talking about ancient Magus Bride, and I was like. I'm into that. One thing Rose is going to do with any genre is find the that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Regardless of what the genre is. (laughs) Absolutely. It's like I have um, a homing beacon. It calls you home every time. Yeah, directly to like the weirdest, most perverted, darkest possible uh, offshoot of whatever. You will you will find her at the bottom of the iceberg every single time. Yeah. Lick, licking the iceberg. <laughs> no! No, wait. That's actually such a, a, a absolutely accurate thing about how you consume content. But it's also, it's true, and it's like, you know what? I'm happy that I have stayed curious. And that, <laughs> and that when something like that pops up, I'm not just like, oh, okay, cool. Every child is born an artist. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to, that's a thing sometimes is like, I think that the best cultural critics are the ones that also understand what's at the bottom of the barrel. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep, like, absolutely. The things that are maybe the worst parts of the genre that still... Okay, let's not talk dirty about ancient mages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not that specifically, but I do think like when I consume something, like I kind of want to watch the bad thing too. You know what I mean? Like I think it helps me understand what... Totally, well, and there's the... a and there's a lot of bad anime. The there is so yeah, much bad. Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. where you find like... 
people just trying to scratch the itch or whatever and yeah. I think that's what drives most of art, most art forms in the world yeah. it's just more laid bare in the worst parts of it like you see what the goals of most anime are in a very simple form when you look at a bad anime it's mm. like oh, okay yeah it's for escapism it's for like looking at huge anime racks like it's just their breasts are so large heaving <laughs> Heaving. Both the men and the women. Yes, they have yes, very large absolutely. breasts. Big naturals. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a very crucial part of it. And I think Big mommy that... milkers. <laughs> mommy milkers. On the new Sailor. anime. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sure it exists already is the thing though. I was about to say on Sailor Moon, but I think she's like 16 or something. They're very young on Sailor Moon. Yeah, yes. but they're just like they fully formed Tuxedo women. Mask was one of my early childhood crushes. Uh, uh, but um, okay, who was your favorite Sailor Scout? Mine was Sailor Venus. Mine was, I believe, also Venus, if not Mars. Well, mine was weirdly Sailor Mars, which I don't understand for myself because that doesn't feel like it fits with the rest of me. I don't know. She's. I think Sailor Mars is the gayest of them. Yeah, Yeah. she is. Um, Well, isn't she gay in the original? No, no. Because in the in the so in the basically when Sailor Moon came, you all can correct me on this. When Sailor Moon came over to the U.S., they took out all of the queer shit that was in the original. Yeah, Neptune and Neptune and Uranus. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure it was Neptune and Uranus. Um, but I remember like being totally like sideswiped when someone told me that there was queer stuff in Sailor Moon, and I was like, no, there wasn't. But it's because of the way they dubbed it, which mm -hmm. is like you know a big conversation when it comes to anime is like dubbing versus subbing Mm -hmm, and like what gets lost when you watch a dub version rather than the original which you should always watch the subs always but even then you might not be getting like the correct translation right right Mm -hmm. right yeah, I feel like um, it's also like very funny, and obviously, you know, anime files. You should like slide into our DMs and provide more context. But like, I do think that like, it's funny that like Japan, like in terms of like how um queer people are seen in that society, like it's it's actually like a super homophobic, like very rigid kind of version that has really rich like subcultures, um, in like queer communities there, and yet like homo anime is so massly consumed mm-hmm. and accepted in a way that it's almost what in a way that was like too you know risque for american audiences you know what i mean um it, but yeah i i would love to if anybody has more context on well that, it's like you know. i guess like whenever you have a no homo moment that allows you to have all the homo moments right. yeah. like that's why yuri on ice can exist when, like, literally in the first episode, Victor's, like, naked in the hot spring and is like, mm-hmm. get in with me. But as long as you don't see them kiss, it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And cis straight women, like, in who, like, that consume anime in Japan, the the largest genre they read is gay anime. Well, it's the same with fan fiction. Gay male anime. Yeah, right, right, right. What is the overlap there? Like, what is that? Um, well, we could go a dangerous route and let's do it. touch on hentai. <laughs> oh, uh, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're licking the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. Licking we're here. the iceberg. I um, was um, talking to one of my really good friends the other day, and we had this moment. I don't remember why it got brought up. He was like, have you ever seen Goblin Dungeon? Have you seen <laughs> what? Goblin Dungeon? No. Is, tell me this is not a hentai. <laughs> tell me this is not a hentai, JP. We had this dark moment where we both confessed that we'd seen Goblin Dungeon. Um, I don't remember why I saw it. It's basically um, this 
video about these really hot anime boys, men, and they go into this cave to fight some goblins, and the goblins end up fucking them. Oh, I'm Googling okay. right. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, be careful what you look up on um, iHeartWiFi. But yeah. <laughs> Listen, they will deal with it's way research. worse. It's research. It's research. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, for And we're for actually changing dog. the name of this podcast to Goblin Dungeon. <laughs> well, I, this goblin's very hot. He's got jugs. He's There's got a lot going on. Big, oh, yeah. He does not skip chest day. There's a lot to take in wow. with Goblin Dungeon. I would read the essay on Goblin Dungeon. I would read the thesis... I honestly am not ashamed about the fact that I love hentai porn. It's definitely not like my first thing that I will, you know, put on my on my um my porn alt. Where's your Twitter. stripe on the flag? <laughs> <laughs> what are we adding to the rainbow flag Listen, to make you feel represented? This is absolutely a representation moment. This is a very important visibility for the for like the an hentai anime woman with too. huge jugs on yeah. top of. <laughs> No, I love gay hentai porn. Like, it's definitely... Mm-hmm. I follow a lot of hentai accounts on my porn alt. Oh, wow. Do you yeah. actually masturbate to it? Not usually. It's it's maybe like, you it's know... It's more of an aesthetic oh, appreciation. Maybe a seasonal. Okay. Uh, once ev- a quarter, once every other I, quarter. I just find it like... I, I, I mean, like, I don't like engage with a lot of porn that way. But when I do, like, I kind of need them to be real people. Mm-hmm. I need y'all to accept me in this moment. I do, do you, accept do you. Y'all, do y'all watch? <laughs> do y'all watch like toon porn of any kind? Like any sort of hentai? Have y'all watched? The I one have. Where... I have watched toon porn historically, but it's not. Like, have a, you a... watched <laughs> the one where Tarzan from Tarzan fucks Milo from Atlantis? I've no. seen that genre. Um, I've seen Flynn Rider and Kristoff. Um, yes, I think that might okay, be the same that's, animator. That's hot. If you follow <laughs> Mr. X Tune on Twitter, I strongly okay. recommend his stuff. He's very talented. His, his clips are the clips are very short. Oh, it's art. You should subscribe to his Patreon. You get the full vid. There is a really funny image of <laughs> from Frozen of 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 Elsa, Anna, and Kristoff in bed and. Anna and Kristoff are having sex and her and Elsa are just holding hands. <laughs> it's so I cursed. was so, so funny. For some reason that you were going to bring up Olaf in that. <laughs> no, oh, I'm no. sure that exists. Oh yeah, for sure. Let me just Google that Olaf carrot's there for a reason. Wi-Fi. <laughs> Rose, you are maybe the first and definitely primary person to send me toon porn. Yeah. Not in earnest, in, in a funny <laughs> No, in a, fu- in a funny <laughs> way. I've gotten Grinch porn. I've gotten Wicked porn. I love oh, <laughs> I love Grinch porn, porn and Wicked porn. The King Triton porn. Mm-hmm. Actually, I feel like I sent that to you. You did send that to me, but uh, I had already really? but I had already seen it. I have. A- <laughs> it's, this is the thing is usually when Fran sends me something that You're he like, thinks I've is really it. cursed, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, oh, haha, but I, in reality, you I, already I, have it I, saved I saw, to your camera roll. <laughs> I saved it to my camera roll like five years ago. It's your wallpaper. I, um, there's this, the, the iPhone, the new iOS has these little thing, things called widgets, and you can have this like photo of the day <laughs> that like, it'll be like, it'll take like featured photos from like your camera roll and like put it on your like homepage mm-hmm. screen. Very bad idea to do this for my phone, but like the other day it was like just king triton's hole just like hole and balls because i had it saved to my camera you think king triton is the bottom no 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 in i mean in this image he they're kind of painting him as this big daddy bottom Uh um but no i don't think triton is the bottom no 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 i think he's maybe a sub top poor unfortunate holes That was low-hanging fruit. We had to fight for Goblin Dungeon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this, is the, this is what I'm saying. When I say representation, 
Honor your queer elders who brought you Goblin Dungeon. Yeah. Who's the anime boy who you have the biggest crush on? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good question. I would have to really think about that one. There's a lot of hot ones. I mean, like the guy from Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. He's gorgeous. So hot. They all kind of, like, sometimes they start to look similar with the big hair and, like, the the space person outfits across different shows. But I know there's other ones. I love Haku in Spirited Away. Do you? He's the dragon. The dragon? dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dragon boy? I remember, like, when I first watched that, I was maybe in fourth or fifth grade, and I didn't really grasp the plot because, you know, I had undiagnosed ADHD. But I feel Mm. like I was just, like, here for Haku and the fact that he turned into a dragon, which is also hot. Turning into animals or dragons of any kind. Hot behavior. That's nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would love to... i look for that in a man, honestly. It'd be a nice feature. Yeah. The <laughs> Animorphs. I want my next boyfriend to be an animorph. Just kidding. I know. Why are I'm, you as a man not a river spirit? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Spirited Away is so good. It's the amazing. Beautiful. It's so good. The food in it looks so delicious. You know what? One dark confession I have is that I remember getting really titillated by the voice acting on Spirit of the Cimarron, the horse. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, who I was like, what a hot I'm voice going that to the horse IMDb has. Right. I think it's Matt Damon, literally. No, it's not. I believe it's Matt Damon. They, the people they get to dub some of Hayao Miyazaki's films is crazy. Horses like, are Sandra hot. Bullock? Horses are hot. Speak on that. Horses are very hot. Um, Howl's Moving Castle, Christian Bale is Howl and the, the dub. Right. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's DimeBeautyCO.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. What are some of your favorite anime tropes? Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, like the whole Yandere, like, oh, I'm a really hot girl and I'm mad, but you love me, but I'm going to punch you every now and then. Like, that's <laughs> such a trope yeah. I really enjoy. Because, um, it, 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 like, in Evangelion, it's Asuka, obviously. Like, she has the red hair and she's German and she's a bitch. And she's like, I'm really good at piloting this robot. You're pathetic, Shinji. Like, I love... <laughs> there's this one meme account that tweets every Saturday, like, alone on a Saturday night, pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I love Asuka. Uh, me um, every Saturday night. Yeah. I love, the, I love the villain being like, Nanny! <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, I think that maybe part of what attracted me to the world, outside of, like, the thing that you said, Rose, about, like, the fact that every character is feminine, kind of, (laughs) was, like, the world building, you know? Like, I was, like, a drawer and, like, loved to, like, doodle and, like, think of characters and, like, build things that, you know, were existed in like a, a, a part of a larger ecosystem, which is why I love Lord of the Rings. We all yeah. love Lord of the Rings. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, I th- I think what, you, what you're touching on something is like, every time I've watched an anime, you feel very dropped into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like stories like that where um, they kind of take for granted that you're smart enough to just sort of like pick it up as you go along. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that that's something that really works for me. I I feel like I do this exercise sometimes as like um with like friends at parties or whatever and I think we should all do it now like which pokemon are you do you oh most identify God. out of in the original 150 Of course yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need some help with this cuz I just don't know a lot of uh, pokemon no, JP so and I to, will assign uh, so please we will, assign, you me, will a, be please assign me a pokemon <laughs> you will be assigned I I personally I mean I I would love to know your mm-hmm. take on this I I feel sometimes like a ponyta you know, oh, like not like fully grown, but how kind, Latina kind of, of erratic to be Ponyta. Yeah, but the thing is, like Ponyta is like not um like 
clumsy enough. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm trying to, like, I don't know. There's, like, an anime that's maybe a little also more, like, Also interesting nervous. to go for Ponytail over Rapidash. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think I'm, like, fully formed. Oh. You know what I mean? Ponytail has that kind of, like, form. I'm a baby horse kind of thing going yeah. on. But, like, aesthetically, I definitely see it, especially now that you have the mullet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, who, socioculturally, like, who is the most anxious Pokemon? Like, what, Meowth? Oh my god, no, there are so many other anxious Pokemon. So many Pokemon. anxious Pokemon. There's, there's a lot that are having a bad time. Let me say. <laughs> <laughs> like their whole thing is Oh yeah, Psyduck. Psyduck is having headaches all the time. Yeah, Psyduck, Psyduck. has a lot of mental health issues. Um, Maybe, um, um, uh, oh, oh, Voltorb, no, not Voltorb. The, well, I guess Voltorb is all, lives in peril that he's going to explode and die. Well, the most depressing one is Cubone, obviously. Yeah, because he wears the skull. He wears his, his mom's skull. His mom, his dead mom's skull. Right. Does that mean every time a Cubone is born, his mom dies? Well, yeah, gotta. And right? then, like, they make a Disney Channel original movie about it. You know how, like... <laughs> You know how in a Disney D- Channel a DCOM, as Christy Cross yeah. and Romano would say. You know how in in DCOMs there <laughs> in DCOMs the mom's always dead. Like every well every, every um, Disney property the like, mom has to be dead. Yeah, Twitches, um, um, every Mary Kay. Na- oh wait, was Mary Kay and Ashley? Is that Disney? No. Well, every Mary Kay and Ashley movie, it's like it's always a single dad, right? That's true. I feel like that, and then Parent Trap. Yeah. Okay, so JP, what? Which Pokemon would you be? I mean, probably Gengar. Gengar. If not Haunter. You give Gengar energy because very mischievous, probably one of the, like, the most, like, oh, like yeah. smart, di- like, deci- like incisive, like, cerebral Pokemon. But he's cute. Yeah, and he's cute. <laughs> I mean, he's basically the little purple devil emoji. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's the, he's um, the purple. Or so, I would say Dragonite, just because he's a big boy. Well... Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah. Dragon Eye. I do love Dratini as well. The little like gay worm. We all love Dratini. Little gay worm. Gay oh, worm. I do. I think uh, looking. I think you're more Dragonite. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, yeah, I see that. And like Gengar, maybe like when you get a little feisty. Um, Gengar yeah. Rising. Yeah. Yes. Gengar you Moon. Are. Yeah, I yeah. see Dragon Eye. Very like the softness. Um, okay. I I remember being very um, tickled by the existence of Nido Queen and Nido King. I was actually. <laughs> I, Nido Queen, who's the who's the one that comes before Nido Queen? Nidorina. There was yeah. a weird gender thing. I was thinking about Rose for Nidorina because she's like a poison type, and and but she's cute. Those are like the, <laughs> those are like the Latinx ones because there's an O and an A involved. <laughs> 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 like... <laughs> Renix. <laughs> okay, JP. Who? Uh-huh. Which Pokemon do you think I am? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, and if this feels like a read, it's gonna be a the, problem. The queen, the queen. Okay, the queen Nidorina does have big naturals. Wait, let me find. Her. I asked <laughs> JP. Oh, I'm going to give you Nine Tails because she's spooky. Ooh, yeah, and she's, she's you know she's fire. cursed actually. Yeah, I see that. Oh, she's like a little fox kind of moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very mystical, ethereal, but bad luck as well. Oh, really? What's yeah. her deal? She's. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a witch fox kind of thing oh my god yeah. obsessed yeah yeah she's the fiercest one of the one okay great how do i make this my whole personality <laughs> <laughs> some do yeah oh no twitter.com there's actually like a lot of gay men whose whole thing is just like pokemon you ever notice that yeah or you know what rose maybe articuno Ooh, well but okay i'm also thinking about rose as a cancer and like her her like because i feel like your the first impression rose gives is usually like a fire type or a poison type that's but true down down deep down rose you are water yes yes I am. or maybe psychic but not jinx who is canceled question mark 
It's it's interesting to me. Have we had the Jinx reckoning yet? Jinx, I think, was canceled, and because they reanimated her without the kind of blackface thing that's going on <laughs> with her as a Pokemon, probably for the best. Definitely for the best. And maybe Vaporeon or like a Lapras. Okay, the thing about Lapras yes. is she's Speak on sensitive, uh-huh. mystical. Uh huh. Um, hard to get to know. Like, she's kind of the, um, isn't she like the Loch Ness Monster kind of Pokemon? Yeah. Where she is, like, never, ever seen. But she has this, like, exterior shell that is also, like, big on defense mode, which I I, think is very you. I want to get you in trouble. Who's your least favorite Pokemon out of the 150? Mine? I mean, maybe, like, like, Psyduck or Ditto. Psyduck? I don't like Psyduck. What? He's incompetent. But I guess he is kind of one of the most powerful ones. No, he's not. He's he. Well, he does. Doesn't he's a, he? He's a he's a nice little boy with a headache. <laughs> <laughs> okay, honestly, looking at Psyduck, Fran, I think you might be. Fuck off! I I uh, I'm I mad think it's because too I close. know how accurate that is. He's always worrying about. I have everything. definitely seen like when we're on vacation and you and I see you like making coffee in the morning it's a little Psyduck energy <laughs> when I'm trying to like create an itinerary for our vacation yeah. and I'm like like clutching my head and being like come on the, 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 there's so much to extract about like how you know like anime culture toon culture is like part of the nostalgia because like if you bring up Pokemon in any scenario of people of our age we'll start talking about it again or like or like Kingdom Hearts, or oh my know, god, like, Kingdom Hearts Sora yeah. was just added to Smash, actually. Oh yeah, I, isn't the she the other final? Day. Isn't she the last person? to Sora be added is he to, him? Oh really? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, there, yeah, yeah. Um, Kingdom Hearts is the one where it's like all the different characters from all the different things it together. Is the funniest video game ever made because it's like it's these anime characters and they've infiltrated the world of Disney, sort of. So they have to fight in different Disney themed worlds. So it's like Donald Duck and Goofy interacting with these anime kids and they have to go to like a Toy Story world where this anime villain has stolen Buzz Lightyear and they have to fight with Woody to get him back. Interesting. Okay. There are some incredible... Uh, there is a there is a clip where Goofy dies and um, Mickey Mouse and Sora and Donald Duck have to abandon the corpse to continue fighting whatever like villains they're fighting and mickey mouse like they'll pay for this (laughs) (laughs) well sometimes you have to leave goofy for dead and move on mickey mouse has a sword by the way um goofy is the the weak link unfortunately he's a he's he's a nice little himbo in that game he's got his shield and he's really dumb and donald is the mage so it follows like these like um role play tropes where there's the healer and there's the warrior and there's the wizard and all these Disney characters have to kind of fall into it because oh, you know right. did you were playing did you ever get into some Dungeons and Dragons Every, I, I just know that if I start it will become at least a fourth of my personality <laughs> yeah. and I see that I can't let that happen to me I only yeah. have so many hours I don't, I don't want that to happen to you uh, I, will, I want you to have a life me. thank you yeah, yeah like I've purposely avoided it not not because I don't think I would like it, but because I know I would like it, and it's it's too much. But also, like, if you want to take that ride, mm-hmm. I will chase that dragon with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that is why I had to avoid Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic cards uh-huh. growing up. You seem to have quite a um, important relationship with Mewtwo. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yes, Mewtwo um, porn. Prominent Mexican American Mewtwo. Um, <laughs> I, I love Mewtwo. I think he's so funny. The idea of Mewtwo is hilarious to me. What about the idea of Mewtwo? The thick thighs. 
I thought you were gonna. Powers. I thought you were gonna be like you know evil um, overlord. Well, like the uh, fact that he would like immediately upon birth he was like, why'd you do this to me and like killed everyone who was responsible? I think that's funny. Yeah, that he was relatable. He, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, born into the world, let me destroy the planet. And How dare you do this to and me? And then I'm going to be the villain Bring me of... into existence. Okay, I did watch Detective Pikachu, though, and Mewtwo isn't evil in right. that. Oh, he's not? He's I the victim. Well, Mewtwo exists in a lot of different canons, I think. And like in, in the actual games, he's just sort of another legendary Pokemon. Only in that movie is he this like conniving mastermind yeah, who he's the clones all the Pokemon and can make storms happen with his brain. Right. And it's it's quite camp, actually. Right. That movie is amazing. And he's so powerful. And the only thing that can destroy him is his twink counterpart. That's Mew. right. Mew. Well, and also it must be said that Herman Cain plagiarized Mewtwo. Oh, um, really? Yes. I didn't know this. Tell um, it, tell Herman us. Cain, who is dead now. Um, plagiarized in a political speech, Mewtwo speech at the end, where when he has his realization about it doesn't matter about the origins or the circumstances of your birth. What matters is what you do with the gift of life. And that is what Herman Cain stole. No um, way. For a stump speech. And then later, everyone was like, did you just steal Mewtwo's speech? <laughs> Her impact. <laughs> Hitting. Yeah. She's wow. everywhere. And then, and then Mewtwo killed him. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Rightfully. Rightfully so. <laughs> We'll be back next week, so uh, stay tuned, subscribe, and as always, please tell us what you want to hear us talk about next, whether it's a show, book, cultural phenomenon, whatever, we want to hear from you. Call us to confess at 323-PENANCE, that's 323-736-2623. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, it really helps us a lot, even if it's like a little sassy, a little spicy. I am Rose Domu. You can find me wherever on social media at Rose Domu. I'm Fran Trotta. You can find me at Fran Swishko anywhere you want on social media. You can subscribe to Like a Virgin anywhere you listen to podcasts. Like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is Phoebe Unter with support from Lindsay Hoffman, Julian Weller, Jess Krainchich, and Nikki Etor. Until next week, see ya, virgins. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Fighting evil by moonlight, winning love by daylight, never running from a real fight. She is the sing it with me. She wow. is the one named Sailor. I didn't, I didn't know Sailor you Venus, Venus. Sailor Mercury. Mercury. Sailor, Sailor Mars. Mars. No, Sailor Jupiter. <laughs> the powers also cutting new off, to her. Cutting us off. <laughs> okay. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.
Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.